0: Hello, I am Crystal Grafton Combs, and you're listening to Coffee Talk with Crystal. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you have joined us before, welcome back. This podcast is a personal project designed to connect with the women of Alpha Omicron Pi and our greater community of sisters and friends. Sometimes I will answer questions from our sisters, and others I will invite friends to do the same. So, Thank you for listening, and now, let's get to my next conversation. Hello, Hannah. Hello. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm sitting in my room. I've got my coffee, so I'm I'm ready for coffee talk.
0: Well, and you know, it's interesting. I don't often have coffee because I do these episodes at various random points of the day and I really do try to limit my coffee because of how much I enjoy <laughs> it um, but but more more often than not lately I've had much much coffee while I'm recording coffee talks <laughs> so it's all <laughs> good um, Hannah I must first introduce you as um, someone that is very special to me and we will talk about how we came to meet. But first, let's talk a little bit about your AOPI journey, because while you are in your collegiate years, I feel like you have had an opportunity to experience many things so far. So let's start with who you are, where you're in school, and talk to me a little bit about your life as an AOPI. All right.
1: So um, I'm a senior at the University of Michigan crazy to think about. Went really fast, like everybody says. Um, I joined AOPI through um, the colony experience, actually. So I went through recruiting um, in 2016, in the fall of 2016, and then I was initiated in January of 2017. So um, I've been in AOPI. For, I guess just over three years now. Um, so pretty long time, I guess. Not really that long relative to some of the women I've met, but feels like a long time.
0: Um, well, so it, but you know, I think that I, that is relative because three years from where yeah. you are is an is an extremely long time. Think about all that's happened in that time. Whereas for me, yeah. you know, twenty five years in, I think, oh, could I remember twenty two years ago? <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, I've got my panda socks on today, so I could be somatic. Um, so, yeah, I joined, uh, um, I'm trying, I mean, my freshman year, I was trying to figure out where I fit in, I think, like a lot of people, in Michigan's a really,
0: oh, wait a minute, Hannah, I lost you, wait, 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 back up, I got to the point where you said, um, that you were just trying to figure out where you fit in.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, so my freshman year, I was trying to find my niche at Michigan. It's a really big school and it's hard to find sort of your friend group and everything because your classes are really large and there's so many clubs, it's overwhelming. Um, and so I was trying to figure out what worked best for me. And I was walking from my dorm down to campus and the AOPI house was right on the corner on my way down to one of my classes, and I saw the sign that said, like, AOPI welcomes you to Michigan or something like that, um, and I sort of was like, what's that? I don't know. Um, I recognized that it was a sorority, but I didn't know much about it, um, so I started looking stuff up online and figured out what was going on and that it was a new chapter coming back to campus, and so I met the ELCs that were there at the time. Um, I met Aaron who she went to the University of Minnesota, actually. Uh, um, and so she kind of had a similar experience, I think, just what college was like. And we met up for coffee at my favorite coffee shop. Uh, and this was before I even drank coffee, so I got like a humor Then <laughs> 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 so we sat down and just chatted about sort of what I was looking for and what I was trying to find on campus. And I knew I wanted to be involved in leadership. Um, And my mom um, was in a sorority. My grandma was in a sorority when they were in college. Um, And so I knew that they'd both been really involved. And that was something that I wanted to do. Um, And I knew that I wanted to be involved in leadership and to meet other life-minded women. So it was really exciting. And I had a really great conversation with Erin. And I left and I was like, oh, my God, I love AOPI. This is awesome. I don't know anybody else, but she's great. (laughs) um this one too so
0: shout out um, to Erin for all the good
1: things (laughs) and then I also met Miko through it too um there, there were two ELCs that were the kind of in charge of recruiting all of us um so then I met Miko and she's amazing and quirky and I have reconnected with her at convention um and different sort of AOPI things because she does um work now as a she she a volunteer. So I've gotten to reconnect with her, which is really great. And I just immediately sort of felt at home. Um, even though I didn't really know what was going on. And I look back and there were so many things that were such a blur and I just sort of went with it. And that's always how I've been about things. If I decide that I like something or I'm going to do something, I just go all in and don't even think much about the process and just go with whatever's happening. Uh, So I went through all the colony meetings and all of the different sort of quirks that you have when you're starting a chapter, and Gail um, Fitzpatrick was the one who initiated us, which was really cool, Um, and then we were a chapter all of a sudden, so
0: from there, (laughs) It it does feel all of a sudden, doesn't
1: it? It's very strange, because you have all this buildup and all these things, and all these girls kind of coming in and they come from different places. Some people have family that's been very involved in Greek life and you have other girls who don't even know what a sorority is and they just like saw some donuts on the diet at Michigan and they're like, I love donuts, sure, I'll figure out what this is. And some people met through other friends and so it sort of creates a very interesting group because it's not necessarily conventional because you're not joining a, a sorority in a conventional way, which is what I really liked about it. And I was excited that it would be something that I'd be getting to start. Um, But it definitely creates, it's just an odd experience. And and you go from all these sort of things that are happening together and all of these colony events and everything. And then all of a sudden you're installed and you're initiated and you have a chapter and okay, like figure it out.
0: So, um, (laughs) But, but if it helps at all so, uh, as someone who went through a very traditional recruitment process as I did at an SEC school I still <laughs> felt very similar to that through the new member experience you know you you walk in the doors and and we had a recruitment that is all the frills all the things yeah. all the the pomp and sparkle and, and circumstance and all, all of the all of the things and Yet when we came in, we had, you know, back then we pledged in August and were not initiated until January, but we were still under the, the shortened actual new member period. And during that time, it was sort of this rush of events and all the things. And then all of a sudden you're initiated and they're like, go forth, do all the things. And so, so even from that perspective, it is to use your word odd and you you sort of have to work a little bit differently to find your place and I can imagine that's only amplified as part of a new chapter experience yeah. but, but one that you seem to have settled in beautifully too <laughs> yeah
1: I I definitely tried to embrace it for everything it was quirks and and the challenges and the good things that come from it um because it's definitely it's something thing that isn't easy but there's also a lot of rewarding aspects to it so why not take it for what it is and and make the most of it I guess um so my my first leadership experience I was on LC cab from the beginning this is this is my first semester not being on LC cab which is the weirdest thing that's ever happened to me um yes. it, that 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 we have this whole coronavirus situation so I guess second weirdest thing that's happened to me, <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was I was song leader to start. Um, I remember talking to our ELCs and trying to figure out what to do, you know, little baby freshman me, and so I, I settled on song leader as something to run for, for just to get involved, but not something to... Ha- heavy, I guess, um, and just sort of figure out what I thought of being involved in leadership and what that was like. Um, And I think that was great in the end because I got to go to the meetings and I had a position that I liked because I'd done a lot of music stuff in in, um, high school and middle school and I did some shows in college. So I've been really involved and it was a nice way for me to combine the music stuff that I like with AOPI and just get a sense of things. So that was my first sort of glimpse but I really even even on an LCPab being in a smaller position I had sort of an idea of what was going on but there's so much more work that goes on behind the scenes in some of the larger positions that I saw later on as I got even more involved. So then in my next year um I was VP finance. So that was obviously a big jump and you have a lot of different responsibilities and I liked that because I'm in math and I want to be a CPA. So all of the numbers I was very comfortable with. And I actually really enjoyed the sort of patterns and repetitiveness of the position and and the sort of, comfort of that that I I know, which most people would probably find not comfortable, but I liked
0: it. Well, as someone who also appreciates numbers, I understand this completely. I just (laughs) don't have the musical ability that you do, Um, which I remember when I first came to know you, I thought to myself, wait a minute, this says all of these things that you just shared about being a song leader and these talents that you have, and yet you are very, very number savvy. And, and those two things yeah. seem so at odds to me because I, I'm not musically inclined. And yet I do love all things Excel and numbers and all the good stuff. Um, you know, a balanced yes. spreadsheet at the end of the day makes my heart happy, but I couldn't sing a line <laughs> if I had to these days. <laughs> so I respect this tremendously about you. <laughs> it's
1: actually fun because i've heard that a lot and my um my family or my my mom's very sort of like intellectual you know facts and that kind of thing and so she read about something where music and math are actually tied for a lot of people it's connected in your brain um i don't know all the science behind it but there's some sort of connection and so there are a lot of people that actually are have musical sort of talents and then also are good with numbers and i i sort of once she said that, it made sense to me. Obviously, like, for certain music things, there's sort of a a gift you have and you can't really control it. But there is an aspect, especially if you went into music and more, like, composition or something like that, of a lot of patterns and and music, you could assign numbers to a lot of things and sort of create it, 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 like, map it in a mathematical way. So it's actually pretty cool how close they are in some ways that I wouldn't have realized if I didn't have interest in both things and once my mom said that I kind of oh my gosh I see what you're talking about but I thought that was really interesting because I've heard people say this all the time and then got this fun fact to pull out
0: that's pretty amazing (laughs) except that what it is saying to me is that I'm the exception to this rule just not in a good way (laughs) I do I do I like music if that helps. Maybe that's it, maybe it just skipped from me to the children. I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean if you have rhythm Maybe that, like,
0: counts. Maybe, zero. Maybe zero rhythm, piece. friend. My only rhythm, if, if <laughs> anyone has ever watched, and I, I swear I'm not making this up, if anyone has ever watched Guardians of the Galaxy, and at the very end the little baby Groot starts doing this little dance with his hands, so my, literally my youngest son, when we're in the movie theater, turns around to me and says, Oh, my gosh, Mom, that's your move. Like, because that's the only move. <laughs> And so so now I need everyone to go and look at what I'm saying because that is me dancing to all music at all times. It is the only thing I have. <laughs> so there is also a little baby group like bobblehead thing on my desk at my office because they're funny. Oh it's I love
1: that. Yes.
0: Hannah, so so that is actually how I came to know you was when you were VPF. Yes. And This is one of my very favorite stories that I I believe I have shared before, but I think it merits um, sharing again always because I am very, very privileged to be in a group of women who funded a leadership opportunity for a sister that we lost in our friend group, Julie Brining, many years ago. And it doesn't seem like it should be many, but but it actually has been several now, and And the first year that we established this leadership scholarship that sent a young woman to L.I., I had the opportunity to meet her and actually had breakfast on the last event of the last day, had asked that I could meet her to just sort of see what the experience was like, what it meant to her. Her name was Allison, big shout out to her. And I was so impressed with what she shared with me That I came home, and, and for those who remember the days of a capital campaign of our foundation, Stella's Wish, that was ending for me and my husband and I were deciding what we wanted to do next. And I was so impressed with this opportunity that we had created in honor of our friend that I wanted to do the same for someone else and so Trey and I were able to fund this new leadership scholarship and you were actually the very first winner of that scholarship to go to LI just well I guess now two years ago and so it was you and then a friend of ours Madison and she had won Julie's scholarship for LI and what, what I love to share about this story is that at a reception where the foundation hosts all the women who are part of establishing the endowments and all the women who win the various scholarships, academic and otherwise, come together for a reception and we all had a chance to meet. And the two of you came up to me at the end of that event as we had planned to do and, and you both said to me, we're going to run for chapter president this fall, and then we're going to room together at convention next year. Well, you know, of course, I was inspired and loved every bit of that, but, but then, you know, you know that life goes back to normal, and things kind of settle down, and you have to get yeah. back to your own priorities, and then sure enough, in the fall, I received a text message from Madison and another text message from you on separate days <laughs> that you all had been elected chapter president. <laughs> And I loved this for you. And then fast forward to Leadership Academy that year, and you took a picture together on the steps at headquarters, um, on the staircase, to send to me. Um, And, of course, we all got to see each other again at convention this year Mm -hmm. in Orlando. So, to me, that speaks volumes about what the opportunity did, but just the fact that we're still in touch and how that created a connection across what I hesitate to say is decades, (laughs) (laughs) but, but talk to me a little bit about that experience for you and being in those places and meeting those people. I would love to know from your perspective, because that is mine. And of course, Inspire Ambition captures all of the things for, for me to watch you all do that. But from your experience, what that was like.
1: Yeah, so um, I sort of decided to apply to the scholarship on a whim. It, I got an email about it, and just, just I looked and I qualified for all of the, the various little things you had to qualify for. So I thought, why not? Why not give it a chance? And I knew I heard about what the international like conventions were like or Leadership Institute. So I knew that that was something that appealed to me, and I wanted to have the opportunity to go. Um, and usually, you don't go to those unless you're president or you're involved in, uh, as a volunteer and some sort of like chapter advisor position. So it was great that I kind of had this avenue to, to try and get to go. And then I remember getting the call, um, from Nashville cause I didn't answer at first. Cause I was like, I don't know anybody in Nashville. Like why is somebody <laughs> calling me from Nashville? Um, and I, I answered and it was this lovely woman, um, Sydney from headquarters, very lovely southern accent. It was like, hello. um, is this Hannah? And she said, you know, I have exciting news. I'm like, what's going on? You won this scholarship. But I, I'd kind of forgotten that I'd applied because it was sort of one of those things you did. And and it, all of a sudden, it was all coming back. And I was like, oh, my God, I got this. What's going on? It was very surreal. And um, so I called, you know, I called my mom, of course, and was all excited. And texted text my friends. And and I was really excited to tell everybody um, in my chapter. And so uh, what was really amazing about the whole thing was a bunch of women from my chapter, Omicron Pi, got to go because we had another um, sort of scholarship internally from our own um, money at the chapter level. So we were from, I guess it's sort of from headquarters, like with your development fee in the corporation. So we were able to send another, what was it? People in addition to our chapter present so five of us went. So that was awesome because we got a quad room and all of us were in there together. Um, that had all gotten different scholarships from the chapter, and then my the scholarship I got from you. So that was an experience in and of itself just to share it with all these women that I was already close to from my own chapter. Um, and a lot of us we we'd all joined early in the in the process either colony members or joined um, in one of the early PCs. And so that was really exciting because we obviously were excited for the the leadership aspect of Leadership Institute and what that meant. And we were all very involved um, just because of the experience we were having in establishing a chapter. So it was sort of a whirlwind, the whole thing. I have, I still have all of my things from Leadership Institute, and now I've been to Leadership Academy Convention and I've collected all my badges and I have all these notebooks and I have piles of little things I got from the brunches or whatever, you know, the little <laughs> cards you get at your spot. I have a whole folder filled with all of this stuff um, or it's all over my bulletin board. It's just everywhere because um, I, I don't want to get rid of any of it. So I have all of these things um, and I remember meeting madison and sort of that amazing experience to connect with somebody who's had a who had a very similar experience to me and in sort of her involvement in her own chapter and what we both wanted to do and also having won a scholar like similar type of scholarship so that was really neat to meet somebody who was very like-minded who i never would have met otherwise we're very we're far apart geographically speaking and so that was amazing, um, and just sort of putting everything into perspective because people talk about what the large events are like when we have people visit or, or alums who have gotten to go to convention or leadership institute. But until you go to one of them, you don't really you don't really see it. You sort of get glimpses of it, but to put everybody in a room and have women that have been in AOPI for you know, decades and decades, and then you have women that have been in AOPI for a year, and, and it doesn't matter. Everybody's in AOPI, and you're all sisters, and you're all, you all have the same values and things that you w- want to achieve, and it's just a, an amazing experience to have everybody in one giant conference room, and everybody, or a ballroom, and, and, and connect, in that way um and I met so many people I met you obviously um which was really neat too to sort of meet somebody as you said decades apart but
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair it still um, hurts my feelings a little but yes
1: (laughs) but who had so many similar things to me we were talking about sort of with school and and that you'd done a master's in accounting and you'd been chapter president and sort of a lot of similarities and things that that I saw in somebody that um had been through similar experiences before me and seeing things like that was was really amazing and something you can't I don't know it's it's hard to put into words what it means but um I just know that I've met so many people that I'm going to keep in contact with and and made those connections and i think that's one of the biggest things you step away from um any of these events or just the women that you meet and the people that you can always keep in your life and and can always connect to and now i still talk to you at different points during the year and get little cards or little little happies of course <laughs> so at different points in the year, and that always puts a smile on my face, and and that's just one of the great things that's come from from that experience and from being an AOPI.
0: I love all of these things, of course, and Hannah, you referenced that you are uh, finishing your coursework, and while there is still work to be done, this pandemic has created a whole lot of shifts for a whole lot of us. And as someone who is currently, you know, I think we all bring different experiences to the table, but you are actually a collegiate woman living this experience. Mm -hmm. So I would love for you to talk a little bit about how you are managing and what that looks like. And then anything that that you think has helped that you might just want to share with the world. Yeah.
1: Um, It's been really surreal. This is, it's Today is two weeks since since Michigan sort of made the shift and um I actually my sister was the first person that I knew who was close to me who was affected, um, because Vanderbilt closed before um University of Michigan did and I remember getting a text from her and just thinking she was pranking me. I was like, school can't close, this is crazy. Um and then all of a sudden these schools followed suit and soon enough Michigan was, that I was driving down with my mom to Nashville to move all of her stuff out, and it's just been very bizarre, um, and I decided to come home, which has been really good, just to sort of bring a little normalcy to everything. Um, it feels sort of like an extended winter break, except I have homework. It's very weird, but <laughs> to keep myself... I, I still have my coursework, um, and different classes have shifted, and other things feel very much the same. So I've tried to keep a routine and and watch the lectures at the time my class would have been and sort of pretend like I'm still going to lecture even though it's now in my pajamas, which I would never do in person. (laughs) (laughs) when When it's virtual, I'm watching a recording... I like my pajamas. What can I say? So <laughs>
0: that's so, so it's re- interesting you say that, though, because my son is is having, well, one of them is doing these online, watching the recordings, much like you, but one uh-huh. of them, it's via Zoom. And it was so funny oh. after the first few days. And of course, we, much like you, have made every effort to keep our family on a schedule instead of get, getting up at a quarter of six. They're now having to get up at a quarter of eight because we're not doing the Robin Drive and all that, but but they are still getting up and getting showered and dressed for the day. And so, so my son is sitting in his room, but there is a desk and a chair and these things. But I get this email from but there is still a bed in there, and so yeah. I so I and and he's not one to sort of spread out all over the bed for homework and all that. They, they really do tend to do their work in their workspace for the most part, but every now and then. But I'm also not like peeking in, making sure he's sitting in front of his laptop or whatever and iPad phone, whatever. And and so I get this email from the principal a couple of days later, and it says, Now, we understand that these circumstances have changed, but students must not take classes from their beds as we can see into the background. <laughs> I immediately go around the corner to my son and I'm like, please tell me that you're not the person that they are talking about. To which he's like, mama, of course I am not. Which made my heart happy, but at the same time I was like, just checking, it's a 16 year old boy. You know, I don't know. And so, so when I hear you say, oh, you're taking it from your bed, I'm like, except that the principal says you must not.
1: <laughs> yeah, mine, mine have this are different because they're pre-recorded so there's really it's it makes it challenging because there's not as much accountability in that because it's not live and so you sort of it gets posted so that's why I'm still watching at the same time but I have I have loosened the rules a little um and I'm, have have done def, enjoyed lunch
0: well as long, long as you don't cameras, go to the markets or the pharmacy I, in your loungewear I think it's fine to do so in your house
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that I'm just I. You know, it's 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 a new experience. You have to have a new outfit for it, which is pajamas. Um, but I've also I miss my coffee shop. So that's where I on campus would always go to do my work. It's just sort of I don't know. I've I've decided it's where I'm the most effective at getting things done, and so that's the way it is. So I've sort of, my mom's laughing because I go downstairs now into our kitchen and our counter and I sit and I have my cup of coffee and I'll sometimes have like some sort of pastry or something. I had a scone this morning and I put my laptop out and all my stuff and I'm in the middle of everything because I'm in the kitchen and people are walking in and out. But it's like my coffee shop. So I've tried to simulate
0: things. I (laughs) love that you have made your own coffee shop in your house and that your mom's like, whatever you need, you do you. (laughs)
1: No, it's great. I've always, I've always been like that. I, I'm very, I'm very extroverted, um, and I really like being around people. And so this has been hard because I can't be around people. Um, so that's sort of my, my simulation down there to try to be around things going on, and the TV will be on, and my mom's talking to people on the phone, and my sister's walking around, and I'm, I don't care. You know, this is where I'll be. This is where it'll work. So I've been doing that. Um, but I've also been doing online um, pure bar and yoga classes because I, I'm a pure bar instructor at um, in Ann Arbor. And so that obviously has been put on hold with everything going on. So I've been taking classes online and they're doing these live classes. So I've been doing that to keep a routine. Um, I actually went to teacher training with um, another AOPI, um, Sarah Box, who I met through sort of you and also yes. another ELC. So <laughs> that's sort of a funny story. I but love that. Everywhere. <laughs> They're everywhere. Um, but I, um, I'm missing Pure Bars, so this is sort of the closest I can get. And the live classes at least make me feel like I'm not alone. There's other people in their own basements doing this too. <laughs> So well,
0: and I and like, did I see something that, that bar has, a, and, and maybe I'm wrong because I am not someone who practices pure bar, but I think I did see something where they are sort of modifying the workout such that if you don't have a bar, you can still participate and be yeah. in a virtual room with others. Is that right? Yeah,
1: yeah so they've, they've changed it so far. So oh, a lot of the exercises we do, you just need something basically for balance. They'll call it a support when they're talking about a class where you don't actually have a bar. So they've modified some things and reduced equipment. But I, I went online and ordered a little equipment because I have, like, the, the link to go in to the Pure Bar store, so I was giddy a few days ago because my Pure Bar equipment arrived, and it was very exciting. It was like the a little taste of normal.
0: You know, it's <laughs> so funny have- you say that, though, because my husband and I actually for for um, Easter, what we have decided, although it will not fit in our Easter basket, is that we are gifting one another a rowing machine. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, it's, it's an odd little thing, but but when I clicked order, it, it did bring a smile to my face, and I thought, I have no I, yeah. but we're here. I can't go to the gym anymore, and that was my favorite piece of equipment, and he has long since wanted a rower at home, so now that's I'm going to put a little picture in our Easter basket.
1: <laughs> yeah, what else? Uh, yesterday, so there's a lot of small businesses. Um, I know we were talking about this earlier, and there's a lot of small businesses in Ann Arbor that... Um, are obviously struggling from this because it's just very challenging to be a small business right now and have to close your doors entirely or modify sort of your business model so my mom and I last or yesterday went online shopping so we did our favorite she she bought some stuff at our favorite bookstores and I got some t-shirts from my favorite coffee shop so did some online shopping to try to support these places because they're one of my favorite things about Ann Arbor and I just I miss not being able to go and and I see all the things on social media of what's going on and how hard this is so we did that too so it's not quite the same but it's still still gonna get a book still gonna get some some uh, coffee but it's just very strange trying to do as many things as I kind of would just in my own house and I even did yoga yesterday outside so I could sort of breathe and just listen to birds and and not be in my own house so trying to do things like that oh and I've been baking a lot a lot of baking I'm gonna make my entire family really fat well so I
0: I started this adventure baking and my husband looked at me and was like you have to stop Like, like to be clear this has to be limited to one a week because we had Aiden's birthday right off the bat and then I had the weekend, so while I'm trying to stick to a good work day type schedule during the week, the weekends are when I'm home, when I bake, and and they were all just like, no, this cannot happen, and so so now I'm down to one a week, but, but that is the plan, but I think to your point, for those of us who are not naturally extroverts, I, I do understand that we have managed a little bit better than our friends who are extroverts, that this is a a bit more of a challenge. And a lot of what has been recommended is that you, even if outside is outside on your back patio, that's a 10 by 10 square foot of something that that fresh air and that that virtual connection where you see other people in a room is helpful. I don't know who says all of these things, but it seems to be to be true across the board, particularly for very social butterflies like yourself. Yeah, and
1: I've, I've been talking to a lot of people and and FaceTiming or texting, um, and all my good friends are kind of scattered in different places now. Um, I'm just kind of seeing when people I've saw a lot of I'm not a lot, but I do have some friends that are a year older than me, so they're all in different places around the country. Um, so I still. I guess this time has been nice because it, it sort of pauses things and you have this moment to to reach out to people and talk to people even more that you may not have, even though you should have, but
0: right. <laughs> you
1: take that to reach out and see how they're doing and and everyone's sort of in this bizarre position where they have time in the middle of the day to sit down and FaceTime or, or just talk on the phone. So I've definitely been doing that and, and I've been cooking a lot and, and baking and doing a, a weekly like baking challenge through Bon Appetit. So I can keep that up and and have that sort of routine. I delivered cookies to one of my uh, best friend's mom who's she's high up in um, the hospital around here. And she's obviously very overwhelmed. And this has been a, a really hard time. So I delivered some cookies over to her so she could have a little something that wasn't stressful.
0: I love this for you.
1: So she, I I made two deliveries because after the first delivery, she was like, do you have more of those? They're really good.
0: Okay, I (laughs) love that. I love that she called you and was like, I need more. (laughs) This makes my heart happy.
1: There are these um, toasted pecan Dolce de leche shortbread cookies they're amazing um when we ran out my mom sort of looked at me and was like what are you making more and I was saying I'm doing this weekly baking challenge like I have multiple things on my list already I don't have time for the shortbread too but they're very popular so I think I'm gonna have to bring them back
0: I think but, that yeah. you must yes they sound wonderful
1: they're they're really delicious they're not that hard um you can find them online but I I uh definitely would recommend them and it was so funny because she's she's not my my friend's mom she's kind of my second mom I've slept over at their house so many times I basically moved in when I was in high school um because they lived they used to live in our neighborhood down the street so um she's not somebody that I would say asks for things that often she definitely is is more sort of would give things to me and so when she asked for cookies I was like yeah I gotta make this happen.
0: Shout out to her and all of our hospital and doctor's office administrators and staff and all of the auxiliary teams because I, I don't know that people quite realize what they are doing every day on the front lines to combat this and to flatten the curve and to do all of the things to keep our people healthy and well and those are not to to help them get to that place so shout out to all of our medical professionals in the world because without you we couldn't be doing what we're doing and because of you i hope that everyone is practicing staying home and and doing what we can to put all the good out into the world so
1: yeah absolutely
0: Hannah, thank you so much for joining me today. I look forward to sharing this with our members and for all of you out there listening, thank you as always and stay well.